This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amiel Saleh and Hany Balkis. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hani Balkis, bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world and in the UAE. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a beautiful Tuesday afternoon, December 29th. A couple of more days and we go into the new year. And we do know, ladies and gentlemen, when we go into the new year, that is a new year for tech. But let's go and talk about Neuro, which is a company that is set to be California's first driverless delivery car. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about a delivery service that is driverless. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the Apple car and how uh, it was first set to be around 2024. But now they're saying it could be late. And we're talking about all the way to 2028. And also, we're going to be talking about a mobile screen that fixes itself and fixes any crack within 20 minutes. Also, we're going to be talking about how WhatsApp is going to stop working on millions of phones starting from January 1st, 2021. And ladies and gentlemen, also, we're going to be talking about 2020's memorable hacks and all the hacks and breaches that happened in 2020. Lots to talk about right here on the show, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be taking a short break. But when I come back, I got all the news for you right here on Pulse95. Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about Neuro and how it's said to be California's first driverless delivery service. Now, California has given the go-ahead for a commercial driverless delivery service for the first time. And it's the first time happening in California. Now, robotics startup Neuro does plan to start its driverless delivery operations as early as next year. So we do know as early as, as next year does mean a couple of days because we soon are going into 2021. Now, it did previously test its R2 vehicles in the state in April, but the permit will let it charge people for its services. Now, the firm's vehicles will be limited to only 56 kilometers per hour. It's not very fast, but I mean, you don't have a driver driving the car, so it is pretty good. Now, it will be restricted to operating in fair weather conditions. So you will have the car in California. It's driverless, obviously, and a delivery vehicle. But number one, that it can only go up a certain mileage. So we're talking about 56 kilometers per hour. And number two, there has to be fair weather conditions for it. Now, this is the first of its kind technology being implemented in California, which is big. Now, we do know California is home to Silicon Valley, where is all the big tech companies go. So I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised, actually, that the first of its kind technology in Silicon Valley, where California is. Now, the, te- the Neuro was actually founded by two former Google engineers and has funding from Japanese firm SoftBank. Now, we do know SoftBank is a huge company that does kind of uh, uh, inject its money into these type of inventions because it does want to see more tech, more AI in the industry. Now, the vehicles are designed to operate without a driver or passengers in them. So we're talking about nothing, no human inside of these cars. Now, the R2 does use a radar, thermal imaging, and 360-degree cameras to direct its movement and it does lack a steering wheel pedals or side view mirrors 
So no one can jump in this car and just drive off with it because obviously there's no steering wheel, there's no pedals, nothing. Everything is operated from the operator. Now the vehicle does have an egg-shaped frame that is smaller than most cars in the US. It does also have two temperature-controlled compartments for deliveries. And so, so, so if you have something that is cold, there isn't a compartment for cold food. And if something is hot, you have a compartment for hot food. So cold food stays cold, hot food stays hot. Now, the doors do raise up for, to reveal the items once a code has been entered by the person ordering that food. So not just anyone can enter this type of car and get the food out. Now, during a previous trial, which did happen in Texas in February, the R2 did deliver pizza for Domino's Pizza. I love Domino's Pizza. And groceries from supermarket and goods from Walmart. So we're looking at all the big name branches using this vehicle and using this vehicle to transfer or deliver goods and service not services goods and food and fast food as well i mean who wouldn't want pizza contactless and this is huge during the covid 19 pandemic because a lot of people don't want to kind of interact with one another and because obviously fears over corona so having something that is contactless and we've seen a lot of big companies that do provide carrier and uh, delivery services uh, result to contactless delivery. So if you order something, let's say for example, a hamburger, someone will drop the hamburger, drop, drop the bag on your doorstep and all you have to do is open the door, no contact, nothing. You pay online and everything stays online. Now, I think that this is a great initiative uh, done by California because number one, coronavirus is still alive and well, unfortunately. And uh, number two, this is good for the industry. I mean, soon enough, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be seeing drones uh, deliver food to one another, to one another's houses. I mean, I'm waiting for the day where I live on the 19th floor, ladies and gentlemen. I'm waiting for the day where I open my balcony and a drone comes up with the food I ordered. I want to know your guys' thoughts. 4215 or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. Would you like a drone to de deliver your food? Now, last week we did talk about rumors about the about Apple's electric vehicle and how it was set to be made around 2024. But ladies and gentlemen, reliable analysts have said and came out with a special note that the Apple car is not ready or the market is not ready for the Apple car and they're kind of uh, being too bully, being too bullish when it comes about the Apple car and that 2025 would be the very earliest that we could see the vehicle launch and says realistically, if they're talking about realistically, 2028. So we got seven years left, ladies and gentlemen. And they say it might be even more. Now, why is Apple Car being pushed back? Now, it does kind of state that uh, they do predict that the Apple Car could have launched in 2023 to 2025, but its latest research does show that the pushback may be even more significantly. And a lot of surveys are saying that people are not ready for the Apple Car because obviously, ladies and gentlemen, Apple does not make cars. They make computers, they make phones, they make tablets, they make watches. They don't make cars. And obviously, number two, they're coming out with a battery. A battery that apparently that Apple does claim or the rumors do claim that it will be groundbreaking. So, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the Apple car. I do like Apple's services. And I want to know your guys' thoughts. 4215 or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. What do you think about the Apple car? Do you think the market is ready? Do you think Apple is making it a little bit too quick? 4215, we're taking a short break, ladies and gentlemen. But when we come back, we're talking about what's up and how it's going to stop working on millions of phones starting from January 1st, 2021. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse95. 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 
apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Ladies and gentlemen, if you were thinking to update your phone, well, now is the time and get a newer model because WhatsApp will stop working on millions and millions of phones, whether they're Android or iPhone, starting from January 1st, 2021. Now, a new WhatsApp update will prevent the popular messaging app from working on millions of phones starting from next year. Now, older, older Android and iPhone devices will no longer support the latest version of the app. That means uh, that if you don't have the latest version, latest phone, you will be forced to either update their mobile operating system or buy a new smartphone. Now, any iPhone not running iOS 9 or newer, or any phone not running the latest, uh, the least Android 4.0.3, also known as the ice cream sandwich for for Android, will no longer be able to open or even operate WhatsApp. So you're basically locked out. Now, this means all iPhone models up to the iPhone 4 will be unable to support WhatsApp as these phones are not capable of updating to iOS 9. But the iPhone 4S, the iPhone 5, the iPhone 5S, the iPhone 6, and the iPhone 6S are all released before iOS 9. However, owners can still update to the operating system if they are yet to do so. Now, Android phones that will lose WhatsApp support do include the Samsung Galaxy S2, the HTC Desire, and LG Optimus Black. Now, phone owners can also see that their software device is which software they're using. By checking the settings for iPhone users, this can be found under Settings, General, Software, and Update. Now, most of the 2 billion WhatsApp users around the world will not be hit by the change, though. The small fraction that are likely uh, to be compromised are several million people around the world so i do kind of recommend guys ladies and gentlemen if you have an older phone to update your phone before january 1st 2021 as obviously you will not have access to whatsapp and i believe everyone across the globe uses a whatsapp nowadays i mean if i who, who texts one another without using a whatsapp now i personally don't use whatsapp that often i keep it more for family and uh work related stuff i don't use it to kind of uh, contact my friends i use snapchat and other uh platforms but uh the messaging giant will also update its terms of services next year which will force users to agree to new privacy rules in order to keep using the app which is called whatsapp now, earlier this month, WhatsApp did confirm that all users must agree to the new terms by the 8th of February 2021 or else they will lose access to all their chats. So WhatsApp is coming in hot. They're saying, listen, you got to update your terms and services. You got to accept all of that. And if you have an older phone, well, you can't use WhatsApp anymore. They're coming out and they're coming for everyone's heads. But I do recommend you to update your phone as soon as possible or update the iOS or software if you can. 4215 or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. I want to know whether you use WhatsApp for your daily purposes. Do you text everyone using WhatsApp or do you keep WhatsApp just like me for family or work-related purposes? Or do you use other platforms? And if you use other platforms, I want to know what they are. Taking a short break, ladies and gentlemen, but when I come back, I'm talking about a mobile screen that fixes itself in 20 minutes. This is Pulse95. Check this out. What if I told you that you no longer have to fix a crack in your screen because, well, your phone can do it itself in under 20 minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, your phone can fix a crack in the screen. Now, 
That is what we're talking about today in the Tech This Out segment. We're talking about a mobile screen that fixes itself within 20 minutes. Now, obviously, this story is coming right out of South Korea. Now, South Korean researchers were using linseed oil to create material that can self-repair damage to a screen. Now, we do know that smartphones come for a price, and a hefty price, to be honest, Danny. And most users are known to splurge thousands on top brands. However, no matter how careful you are with your phone, it is common that you might kind of drop your phone or slip out of your hand or even your purse resulting in a smashed screen. Now, repairing one of these screens can be quite expensive. But now, after extensive experiments, these South Korean researchers have made a breakthrough in technology that can make broken screens a thing of the past. Now, in these lab tests, researchers have proved that when a screen is broken, transparent linseed oil can be used to do any damage and kind of revert any damage. Now, the Korea Institute of Science and Technology did say that the, collab the collaborative research, which is led by Dr. Young Chai Jung and Hak So Han from the university, was able to develop a self-healing, colorless, electronic material that can self-repair cracks or even damaged functions which that occurred on the material. So we're saying basically, ladies and gentlemen, that a cracked screen is a thing of a past. Now, we have seen other materials with self-repairing uh, capabilities developed so far, which could only be implemented with soft materials and repaired only by applying high temperature heat to the materials. Now, on the other hand, the material which was developed through this research is capable of self-healing even though it is implemented with hard material and it can even be self-heated at room temperature without requiring high temperature heat. Now it does offer the advantage of accelerating the healing process by reacting with humidity and ultraviolet light. In turn, over 95% damage recovery had been achieved within a short time of just 20 minutes. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is a breakthrough in technology. We're talking about something that heals itself within 20 minutes and and we're talking about a phone screen now how fragile is a phone screen i have my phone right here in front of me ladies and gentlemen how fragile is the screen i know if it falls right now i'm going to have to pay a thousand dirhams the least to fix the crack in my screen but now with this technology you won't need it any longer i do remember back in the samsung galaxy s3 days yes ladies and gentlemen i was a, a galaxy user i did uh, crack the screen i had to pay i think 600 dirhams to fix it and 600 dirhams back then uh during the s3 days were quite expensive but now with the newer iphones ladies and gentlemen i know that some people pay up to 1200 dirhams just to fix uh their broken screens or shattered screens but with technology like this i do believe that that is a thing of a pa the past now i do hope that big tech companies like samsung apple huawei xiaomi they all jump into this bandwagon jump in this train of how a screen will self-heal itself. Let me know your guys' thoughts. 4215, thought or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. Have you ever had a cracked screen? Do you still have a cracked screen and you don't want to pay so much money to fix it? And would you want the self-healing screen? I'm going to be taking a short break, ladies and gentlemen. But when we come back, I'm talking about all the memorable hacks that happened in 2020. Pulse95. Future Talk. With Omnia Al Saleh and Henny Balkis. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about 2020's most memorable hacks or breaches that happened during 2020. Now, a lot of hacks did happen because 
Well, a lot of people were using their computers and the internet because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, we do know a lot of people use the internet in general, but because of the lockdowns that were implemented across the world, a lot of people have kind of been using the internet a lot much more. And that is why in the beginning of 2020, we actually did see, uh, actually the beginning of lockdown, we actually did see internet uh, speeds come a little bit slower because of how much pressure there was on those internet cables. But let's talk about the first and the most devastating breach for hackers in 2020, which was the SolarWinds hack. Now, 2020 saved the most devastating breach for last. Now, hackers that multiple public officials say that are backed by Russia. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, they were backed by Russia and SolarWinds hacked, hacked into government, uh, it was backed by the Russian government, and they started compromising the software distribution system of SolarWinds, which is the maker of network net networking monitoring software that tens of thousands of organizations do use. Now, the hackers then used their position to deliver a backdoored update to about 18,000 customers. And then on from there, the hackers had the ability to, to steal, destroy, or even modify data on the network's of any of those customers now a lot of people did say that those hackers even hacked into the u.s government yes the u.s government and they have even went to the extent ladies and gentlemen of saying that even microsoft did get hit by that uh, hack and we do know microsoft is one of the biggest if not the biggest uh, operating system uh, uh, windows so uh we also are talking about the mass compromises of twitter accounts and nintendo accounts now, back in July, Twitter did lose control of its internal systems to hacker pushing a Bitcoin scam. Now, I don't know if you remember this hack, ladies and gentlemen, but a lot of verified people on Twitter, and we're even talking about Bill Gates, uh, celebrities, business executives, even millionaires, and they all have many millions of followers. Now, the damage wasn't that bad. Around $100,000 in phony Bitcoin, Bitcoin promotion payments and some personal data was stolen from the account holders a hack like this could have been used to do much worse things now think about something about uh stock market they could have crashed the stock market if they wanted to now another thing that made this breach significant is what that the people who said that did the tactics or the or, or the the suspects the prime suspects of this hack that they were a 17 year old and a 19 year old and a 22 year old using a phishing attack that stole an administrative password from a Twitter employee working from home during the COVID-19 pandemic. So we're seeing Twitter got hacked by three people, a 17-year-old, a 19-year-old, and a 22-year-old, and they kind of uh, stole thousands and thousands of dollars. They hacked into Bill Gates' account, ladies and gentlemen. They hacked into Elon Musk's account, and those aren't small names. And there was also a ransomware attack on Dusseldorf University Hospital Garmin and even Foxconn. Now, these are separate breaches, but together they do underscore the cost ransomware attacks are exacting not only on the targeted organizations, but the millions of people who rely on them. Now, for those who don't know what a ransomware is, basically holding someone for ransom. They'll steal the computer, they'll hack into the computers, they'll hold them from ransom. They said, if you want your computers, you want your data back, you're going to pay. A fine or a pay a price per se about a hundred thousand to up to ten million dollars and sometimes uh, these companies do pay the ransom that is given now during an outage that hit one of the hospitals near, near Dusseldorf Germany a patient seeking life-saving treatment was turned away and even died 
as she tried to obtain services from a more distant facility. It is possible or even likely that, that the patient would have died anyway, but the compromise nonetheless does illustrate the potential fatal role ransomware and other types of damaging hacks that the damaging hacks could have had on these lives. Now, the Garmin hack or the Garmin attack, meanwhile, did cause a four-day outage that knocked out GPS services to millions of people, some of them even aircraft pilots during flight planning and flight mapping. Now, for those who don't know what Garmin is, it was it's a GPS type of company. And I do remember Garmin's uh, being used back when uh, no one had Google Maps, no one had a telephone. You used to get those uh, the, the, the GPS and mount it on, the, on your windshield of your car and drive like that. I don't know if you guys remember those. But uh, another ransomware attack that did attract attention was the breach of electronics giant Foxconn. Attackers did demand $34 million for the return of the data, making it the highest ransom ever sought. $34 million is a lot of money for data. I don't know if they bought it or not. They bought back their data. Let me know your guys' thoughts. 4215 slot. Which hack stood out the most? And what are what do you think uh, would be the, the most hack that kind of affected life or affected us humans in general? Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is my time for today. It is 2.54 p.m. 3 o'clock is coming on its way, and that's my time. But the show does not stop because the Dream Team, Afternoon Karak with Mikhail Atiyah and Aisha and Mazmi, is coming up at 4 p.m. So you do need to keep Pulse 95 locked because we have a lot in store for you guys. I want you guys to stay safe and keep in mind that the coronavirus pandemic is alive and well. Social distance due to the precautionary and preventive measures that the UAE government has given us and the guidelines. But I'm out. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.